Podcast another another week for sure. Yeah, and it's cool because today we have a a podcast with another podcast on the on, <laughs> on the podcast. on today's episode. Yeah. But anyways, this episode is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. I mean, uh, I can rant about them all day, but I I use them all the time. I have like, like the razors. They have like skincare, yeah. hair care, you name it. Uh, they have some really cool things, and the cool thing about them is that that they have a, a subscription based box. Yeah. So it helps you like you can just put whatever you want in it. They send it to you. Uh, the more you put in, the more of a discount you get. So it, it always works out. So if you haven't checked them out, click the link down below. Go check them out. You'll love them. I love them. And also, this episode is brought to you by our favorite <laughs> NFT that almost coming out. So if you guys don't know about NFT, we did an episode a few episodes back about NFTs. Check it out. And it, NFTs are the new thing. Um, it's it, it's going to be digital art of the future. So if you're not on it yet, I suggest you go and check it out. We're gonna, uh, you know, we partnered up with Chunky Chicanos. They're gonna. It's so close to coming out, you know. There's a lot of behind the scenes that people don't see, uh, but they're they're coming. Don't worry, they're they're coming. And lastly, this episode is brought to you by PNW Gear. Uh, that has like a bunch of stuff, and we got something cool coming up with them. So check it out. All the links are going to be down below. And you know, let's get into the, today's episode. And today's episode, I'm excited because I'm into like all like the serial killers, like uh-huh. uh, all this other stuff. And it's cool because I always watch documentaries on it. Yeah. Uh, but we have Kalo. From True Crime Exposed? Yes, True Crime Exposed, yeah. So, uh, I mean, she has her own podcast. We're definitely going to link it down below, but uh, I want I want people to get to know you a little bit. Yeah. Are you originally from Idaho? Pretty much. I consider myself like that I grew up here, but I was born in Utah, lived there till I was in sixth grade, and then my family moved up here when I was in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. I graduated, you know, from high school here at Hillcrest High School. Mm-hmm. Good school. Uh, <laughs> we always mess around because a lot of people that come on that are from here, they're usually like, oh, Bonneville. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, um, okay. That's so funny. He's so about, many people from Bonneville. Yeah. He's, a, he's about to be kicked off. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, uh, I mean, you said you grew up uh, for, for the most part in Utah. What part of Utah? Um, I was down like in Draper area. Mm, okay. But like, I consider myself from Idaho. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I guess like the formative years I was mm-hmm. here. So. And. During like elementary, middle school, were you into like the whole, uh, the crime stuff? You know what I mean? Like, yes, I was from a really young age. I like can't even remember when I started getting into it, but my grandma was like obsessed with Dateline. I'm, oh, okay. Who've watched it, yeah. I'm sure. Keith Morrison, he's like the best. And so I watched that with my grandma all the time mm-hmm. growing up since I was young, probably too young, but yeah. And I've been into it ever since. Okay. And, uh, so you you ended up going to Hillcrest, right? Yeah. Were you uh, were you what were you, what were your plans originally? Uh, were you gonna go to college? <laughs> you like because we all have like a. I mean, uh, I was gonna go into business management. I don't know why. I know it's like you have this plan and your life just like does not go mm-hmm. there. So yeah, not this. This was not my plan <laughs> at all. But I I did go to college after I graduated. I went to Boise State, but I really went there. I went there and I cheered there. Okay. And so I went there for school, but not really. Mm-hmm. So I actually did go for criminal justice that year. But then 
I did a year and I like hated it yeah. because I was not there for the schooling. So then I left. I did cosmetology down yeah. in Utah when me and my husband got married. And then we ended up moving up to Alaska and I just did the cosmetology up there. I even went back to school for a year. I thought about nursing. I was like, what am I going to do with my life? I don't want to do like cosmetology for my whole life. Mm-hmm. And then we moved back here. I did a lot of different things. And then one day I just had this idea. Like, I think I'm just going to do a podcast. Like, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love podcasting. I love true crime. Like, I think I can do whatever I put my mind to. So I just did it. So now I'm here. When you were in Boise, were you, would you say that you were like out there just partying or just having a good time or what? <laughs> no. Because I mean, I mean, we're all young. Like yeah. We were young when we went. And, uh, so that's like kind of funny. I wish I like just experienced more, but I actually was, how do I say it? I grew up like super religious. So I just like was still kind of in that. Mm-hmm. And so, no, I was not partying or anything. I was literally like cheering all the time because you have to do like the football. You're practices like in the morning at 5 a.m. every day and I was coaching cheer and cheering on another team that was like competitive and then I was working two jobs and yeah so I was just busy and by the end of the year I was like this sucks Mm -hmm. like I hated Boise but my husband who was my boyfriend back then he was partying having a great time so (laughs) he loved Boise and I hated it so did he continue on studying after you left or no so I moved down to Utah like right before we got engaged, we got oh. engaged. We only lived apart for like three months. He ended after the year two. So he just stayed the summer uh-huh. and then he met me down in Utah. We got married. I did the school down there and yeah. And uh, so you said you, you did the whole like cosmetology thing down in yeah. Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what made you get into that? Was it just like another, uh, what am I going to do now? Oh, let me do, let me do hair. Yeah, I think so. I have no idea why I chose that because I actually in high school had this big hair phobia. Like I was so scared of hair that was out of like your head. Like it grossed me out so bad. I was like psychotic. One time my stepdad like threw a, like it was like a fur, like a fox fur, but it was in a bag Mm -hmm. and he was just like teasing with me and he like tossed it at me and I literally had like a full on mental breakdown. (laughs) So when I was like, I'm going to cosmetology school. Everyone was like, why? Like, yeah. why do you want to do hair? I'm like, I, I have no idea. I don't think I know what I'm doing. So, so but I ended up liking it. What ended me, what ended having you guys move to Alaska? That's, yeah. that's huge. <laughs> I don't know. That's like crazy. Like, why did we go there? Yeah. So my husband hates Utah. Like he thinks Utah is the worst place on the planet. <laughs> it is like too big for him. All my family lives down there. Mm-hmm. Like, so my, after I graduated, all my family that moved here, they all moved back down okay. to Utah. So they weren't here for that long. So I don't mind it. It is a little too big for Mm. my liking. And I do like Idaho Falls more, but he like hated it. So we spent the year there and then he was like, we need to move. (laughs) I don't want to go back to Idaho Falls, but he wanted to go somewhere where there was like snow Mm. and um, like he could snowmobile. Mm. So he was thinking of all these places and he was like, you know what? Like, let's go to Alaska. We like want to get out, like experience something. And we did. It was scary at first, but it ended up being like, I loved it. It was the best. Is it just like what they, I mean, when I have a picture of Alaska in my head, so I don't know yeah, exactly so, so what the picture in my is. head of Alaska is like igloos. Like as high as your house. You can't even leave it the house. Really You're in like Eskimo outfits. Yeah. Is, is that what it's like? No. Like, 
So where we lived, we lived in North Pole, Alaska, which was right next to Fairbanks, which is only a little bit smaller than Idaho Falls. And it's like in the middle of the state. So all the tourist stuff, Anchorage, like the big city, all like the pretty places are down low. And then Fairbanks and North Pole are like right in the middle. There's not a lot around it. And then you guys are thinking of like the tippy top, which yeah. there is places like that. I had a friend that had lived there her whole life and she hadn't ever been to like the top top. But her boyfriend, whatever, was working up there as like they have a lot of unions, like electrician unions, like everyone's like a working class. I don't know. So he was up there doing that. And she went up to this village and she said it was like crazy because there was like a well on the beach that was just like the village is like mm-hmm. eating it, like passing, you know, like they're passing it out to the village. Like they, they hunt wells still and like eat them in the village. And that's where it's like cold all the time, dark for like 30 days, you know, oh, but geez. where I was, no, it was a lot different than it was here. There was a lot of snow. The coldest I saw it get was like negative 50. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was cold. You So like if you boil water and then you take it out there, you can like throw it up and it just, it was fun to do that. And yeah, so it was way different than it is here, but it wasn't too small. No igloos. <laughs> no. Yeah. Was it cold uh, like all year round? So where we lived, I think was perfect for me because down South, like where the tourist stuff is in Anchorage, it's not super warm in the summer because it's like right on the ocean. So they get those like breezes. Yeah, I think it gets up to like maybe 70s ish, maybe sometimes 80s in the summer. But where we were was right in the middle. And I think I don't know if it's in the United States or kind of all over the world, but it has like the largest range from like cold to hot that mm-hmm. it can get. So like it got up to 100 sometimes in the summer, but then could get to negative 50 in the winter. So and it only lasted like June and July. August okay. is fall, and then it's like winter until June. <laughs> I would hate that because I, I hate the winter to begin yeah, with. I, I get know. annoyed here. They're like, oh, it's almost summer, and then summer just flies by. And you're like, oh, here comes winter. And like, right. I couldn't do a long time. I think we live, Idaho, as like much crap as we talk about it, I think it's like the perfect it's size, like traffic. Yeah. I was talking to my uh, some of my cousins that live in Salt Lake, and they're like, oh, yeah, it takes us about an hour and a half to get point of view. I'm like, I get frustrated going down on uh, uh, what's called Ammon Road. Uh-huh. Uh, it takes me th- 15 to 30 minutes sometimes to get home. Ammon Road's been horrible. Like, yeah. yeah. And you're talking about like rush hour. like and Yes. It, and then if not, you can make it across town in 15 minutes. Yeah. But And then they're telling me like, oh, an hour, an hour and a half. I'm like, dude, I cannot do that. Not just like, that. I think Idaho Falls is one of the few cities where you can literally wake up. 10 minutes before you have to get to work yeah. and still make it on time. Hopefully. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Cause there, there's some places where, uh, if you're 10, like 10 minutes before you're, you're you know, like an hour late. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and, no, I love it here. And then what, what made you guys come back to, to Idaho falls? It, it, it seems like it's a black hole because everyone who ever like leaves ends up coming back <laughs> at like, some I hate point. This place I'm leaving. And then the next year, like what happened? A hundred percent. I think it's just like, ends up being a good place like when you leave you're like okay it's actually not not that bad bad. when i was young i thought the same thing like i'll never be there like i'll live in a city Mm. and then i married my husband so that wasn't (laughs) gonna happen anyway but um i forgot what you asked me now we're talking uh, what what made you uh (laughs) what made us come back um we had our daughter up there so my oldest daughter she's five now almost six our family just wanted us to come back she was the first grandchild and the only grandchild on my husband's side and they live here in Idaho Falls. So everyone was just really pushing us. Like once we had her, like 
please come back. We want to see her. And we moved back just before she was like two years old. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, it's always nice to have, uh, like your kids grow up with with family around because mm-hmm. uh, my my sister ended up moving back when they were about to have my nephew and now he just gets all sorts of love from yeah. from our side of the family it sucks because her uh my brother-in-law his family is still out in in mm-hmm. denver uh but you know wherever they go they still have family but it's good to have yeah. like the that family and they realized how much how different denver is Compared to Idaho Falls, mm-hmm. where would you want to have your kid grow up? You know, right? Um, you know, in that area where it runs the risk of running into the wrong friends and yeah. things like that, or in Idaho Falls, who isn't very, you know, I mean, there's crime, but it's not that bad. Yeah, you know, you know no. it's, unfortunately, it's been getting a little bit worse since mm-hmm. everyone's moving to Idaho. You know, don't don't come to yeah, Idaho. Come I know, <laughs> like it's not that good. It's like, it's, like, it's all right. You know, there's it's cold. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have to uh, let's cut out the Idaho Idaho part and put a different state yeah. voiceover. So yeah, we'll listen we'll, to it. Talking about like the how California is so great. Go back there. <laughs> not really. What do you What do you think? Like, um, I'm pretty sure we all know everybody lives here. We're getting a lot of people out of state. Do you think this the winter scared them? Like if the winter gonna- scares them. Um, yes. So a couple of years ago before I had my second baby, I worked at a barber shop here yeah. down, I don't know, downtown. And I had one guy, I was cutting his hair like every couple of weeks and he had moved here from Florida and he was like, Florida's too big. It's too crazy. I want to come out here. It's beautiful. <laughs> like the nature, like the mountains. I love it. He must've came in the summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it hit Halloween and it was the Halloween that got like below negative. I yeah. don't know if you remember, it got really cold. We were actually in Alaska that Halloween. So I wasn't here, but I remember everyone talking about it. And my, he came back in and he was like, yeah, I'm moving. It was like <laughs> one week after. And he's like, I'm moving back to Florida. And I was like, oh, why? Like, you don't like it. And he's like, when it hit negative, like below, ne- <laughs> below zero on Halloween, I was like, I'm leaving. Like, I will not stay here. Oh, man. It's like my, the worst. my face hurt when I went, when I go outside. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the people don't realize that when, see, th- that's why if you're listening to this, don't come to Idaho. Uh, you have to <laughs> warm cool. up your car. You have the, it's cold, your drive hurts, and you have to drive slow. I think that's one big thing uh, is people don't realize how bad it actually is. But once you get used to it. Yes. I think like if you're coming from somewhere where it's warm, Mm -hmm. it's like a shock. That's what happened to my buddy. So they, uh, this was years ago. They wanted to move out here. They all bought houses and, you know, they, of course, they paid their house cash because they moved from California. They sold their home. Mm -hmm. But as soon as they got over here in the summer, everything was fine. They were, everything was going great. (laughs) And then it started snowing and then he ended up staying. They let him stay here, but his, uh, his mom and dad went back to California uh-huh. and they were like, we're out of here. Yeah. They were, they were out. And then eventually they all just left, but, but oh, they, so they don't funny. understand like it's, it gets cold and it's not, it's beautiful in the summer. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Yeah. You can go on hikes, you can go on all sorts of stuff. Uh, and it's close by, mm-hmm. but in the winter it gets, it gets pretty bad. Like, and, yeah. especially if it snows, For that's sure. the worst. Uh, because if you don't know how to drive in that, I mean, you go to Salt Lake and it, it rains over there and people are sliding off the road. I and, know, right? <laughs> cars are upside down. <laughs> cars are upside down. And I'm like, it's just snowing out here. Like it's, it, it's yes. crazy. So you come back, you don't know what you were like, you want to do. Mm-hmm. What was there? Was there some podcast that you were listening to at the time? Um, I, I only got into podcasting, like, Maybe like two-ish, maybe three-ish years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. three-ish. 
And I first listened to Cold. Have you listened to that? It's, Cold? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's based out of Utah and it is a true crime, like a season. So mm-hmm. it's about the same story. I think it's like 20 episodes and it's on the Susan Cox Powell case, which I don't know if you know that one, but it's really sad. She, they lived in West Jordan, Utah. It's a big case. And he did like the best job. He had all this audio recording from her husband and like her husband's dad big creeps like the craziest audio you will ever hear and he has it on that podcast and after i listened to that i was like i love this like this is so cool and was that audio exclusively for him i think so like Like he went out and i think he if i remember right like this was a long time ago but i'm pretty sure he is like a journalist or he works for like a news Mm -hmm. place and so he got all this information and he was able I think he got the audio from the police because he also had the like main detective on the podcast as well. Oh, wow. He would like come and talk to him and like talk about the case. And then he has like 911 recordings on there. So I think he gathered a lot from the actual like law enforcement himself. Yeah. So, so you listened to that one, right? Yeah. How, how far along after that were you like, you know what? I want to do something. It was pretty soon after that that I started thinking, like, I'm going to do this. So I do, like, lashes. So I'm still kind of in the cosmetology world. And I just have a lot of time to, Mm -hmm. like, think. Like, I'm just sitting there all day. And I just kept thinking, like, I think I'm going to do this. I listen to podcasts while while I lash Mm -hmm. because it's just, like, makes the day go by faster. And so I just got these ideas in my head very soon after that. And I was thinking about it every day. And then it just happened. What, uh, like equipment wise, cause people always ask like equipment, especially if they're looking to get into photography, videography, mm-hmm. podcasting, mm-hmm. they're always like, what are you using? Like this isn't that, what do you recommend? What did you start out with? So at first I bought these microphones. I don't use them, but I bought like a bunch of crap, right? Cause mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to buy all this stuff. So I bought the Scarlett 2i2. So like a little thing, like the audio processor but it's just a little one Mm -hmm. it was still expensive so i was like i'm just gonna start with this because we'll see how this goes i actually like it it is a good audio processor but then i bought these microphones i won't even say what they are because i don't want to like diss the brand but they were not good me and my mom tried to record with them and we're doing you know the remote recording and they were just so bad and so i ended up buying a different microphone what is it? I don't even know what it is. Maybe a heli. Does that sound familiar? Mm-mm. I don't know. It was super expensive. So I was like, I'm just going to like bite the bullet and buy this microphone. And it like changed everything. My mom's were still working with hers because it's like the USB mm-hmm. mics because I, I just didn't necessarily want to buy her thing, but I might because she doesn't, she doesn't do a lot of the podcasting. She just hops on with me. Every like now she and just records, you know, the one hour or so a week Mm -hmm. and that's all she does. So I was like, I just want to get her like a good microphone that just is easy plugs right into her computer. I've bought her a couple. We're like figuring it out. You know, I don't know what one that is, but yeah, it's cause, uh, not a lot of people realize that I I always tell people when they want to start something, just start with the USB mic, you know, Mm -hmm. start, start with something because they have to love this, what we're doing here. Like we're, it's a Sunday we're recording, you know, um, People, you said you have kids, you have a husband, you you have things to worry about. But we take the time out of to to not just record, but to edit the the podcast. Uh, yeah. Now, since we're doing video, it takes even longer. It's a lot, mm-hmm. it's a lot more work. Uh, but pe- 
I, I tell people if you can fall in love with that process, not just the end result, everyone sees the episode you put out. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll see that, but they don't see like all the recording that goes oh, on, yeah. the scheduling that goes on. Mm-hmm. And then for you, like creating that content like what are you gonna do next like who are you yeah. gonna cover next mm-hmm. and uh you know so people don't see that so i'm like just get a get a usb mic yeah. use use whatever you got uh just because it's uh it's it's a lot easier and then if you don't like the process then you know obviously it wasn't for you and you didn't invest a lot into a equipment right that you're just gonna turn around and sell because <laughs> we'll I've, buy it back <laughs> yeah I, I, i've seen people buy like cameras Mm-hmm. Yeah. spend a lot a lot of money on cameras and lenses but they don't like the whole editing part mm-hmm. and then they just end up selling it and it's, it's kind of funny that i t- i tell them like i love facebook marketplace uh-huh. but my favorite time to buy is right after school in regsburg where all the byu <laughs> kids are leaving oh my gosh and they find so out funny. that they didn't like photography or they didn't they'll mm-hmm. sell everything dirt dirt cheap like, like computers okay. yeah, cameras like everything and that's like the best time but yeah, I do that with uh, camera gear now. And I used to do it with shoes too because uh, – but that one was d- during the year because uh, some of these, uh, you know, students that go to school, they'll buy an expensive pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. But then bills come up and they're like, I <laughs> hey. need to unload these. And then it, it sucks to say that I would like lowball them. I'd be like, hey, this is how much I got. I got cash right here ready to go. You want it or not? And they're like, no, oh, no. I'm like, all right. I'm like, the offer is going to stay, but this is how much I'm going to give you. And then they would message me later. Yeah, you know what? I need <laughs> yep. cash. And After like, they're like uh, not selling it. They're yeah. like, okay. Yeah. yeah and so, uh, I mean, I would take advantage of it. But that's what you're supposed to do on those marketplace things, sa- right? <laughs> it's like about bargaining. Yeah. At the same time, why are you buying shoes that you can't afford at the time? You know, mm-hmm. or like why are you buying? I understand the equipment. Uh, they'll buy like something expensive, but they don't love the, the whole process. Me, I love the whole editing thing. I like it. You know, yeah. I like, I like sitting down and having conversations like this. Oh, it, yeah. It's a lot of fun to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it doesn't feel like work to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually love the editing too. When I first started, I was like, I know nothing about <laughs> podcasting. I still honestly know very little. I just learn as I go. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I was starting the editing, I thought to myself, there is no way I can edit a full episode every week. Mm. Like this is just going to be impossible. <laughs> I think my first episode took me weeks just to figure out like, what am I doing? Cause like I said, I have to edit mine and my mom's audio together. So mm-hmm. there's like a lot of cutting and like, putting especially together. since there's that lag too. Yeah. With the yeah Cause I don't like the lag. Mm-hmm. So I put it all together. So we like sound, you know, closer, like we're in the same room and, but now I like love it. You know, like you learn, you just got to get into it. And were you, were you, uh, Cause this is another thing that people like when they start a business or they start a YouTube channel, a podcast, they expect to be, I don't know. They expect to become like a Joe Rogan overnight. Uh huh. <laughs> so they're, they're expecting all these listens. Yeah. They're expecting all of these, uh, views like on YouTube, say it's a YouTube channel. Were you going into it like expecting something like that? No. So I went into this planning on like, like, I know I'm going to keep doing this. Like I will make this like, I'm going to only be doing podcasting eventually. I like that attitude. And, yes. And I went into it planning on the long game. Like mm-hmm. I knew it was going to take a long time, which I kind of got that. And this is nothing like podcasting, but <clears throat> even with me doing like cosmetology and lashes, I've been doing cosmetology for eight years. I, eight years. I've been doing lashes all of that time. And like, I just barely in the last year is when I went full time with it. And I just barely have 40 clients a week where I'm working 40 hours. Mm. Right. And 
So all that time I was like making money, but it's like hit or miss. And now like after so much time, I'm finally really like consistent. I have lots of clients. Like I'm not worried about scheduling people and all of that stuff, which I have like, I know a ton of people that have started the same thing, like lashes specifically. And they go for like six months and then they're like, yeah, this, you know, like it's it's not working out. I'm not making money. And it's like, well, you have to literally be in something for years, I think, to eventually make it like your career or really make money off of it. So I kind of already planned on that. Everyone asks me all the time, like, are you making a lot of money off your podcast yet? And Mm -hmm. I've been doing it for seven months. So I'm like, no, I am planning on that being in like the next two to five years. Yeah, because most people, my buddy told me best, uh, you know, shout out to Troy. He owns Graffiti Beauty and Barber out in Rexburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, he always would always tell me even before, because uh, he, he was one of the big motivating factors to make everything I was doing legitimate at the time. Uh-huh. Like get an office, like just do everything right. Yeah. And he's like, just chase your passion uh, because eventually the money will come mm-hmm. when you chase money. The money runs because you're not actually chasing that good content. So when, when, when I started this, it was just mainly because I sit down already and have conversations with people mm-hmm. and I talk a lot. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I have these conversations and I was like, why not record them? Yeah. You know, somebody could benefit out of like out of it for sure. And then, I think that's a big thing too is like providing whoever's listening good quality like quality content mm-hmm. because if you're just interviewing I know it sucks to say because like just regular Joe Blow mm-hmm. over here mm-hmm. he has no real story no real content and yeah. why are people listening right like today we have you who are also doing a podcast mm-hmm. you know and based on true crime it's growing uh even you know shout out to Rod he was like you you should have her on here yeah. and uh I think you also Another person that recommended it, what's her name? Caitlin, I think. Caitlin from uh, uh, Jagan's girl. Oh, Caitlin oh, yeah, Bromley. I love her. Yeah, yeah. yeah we had mm-hmm. we had them on the podcast too yeah. a little while back mm-hmm. ago. I always do her lashes, oh. and she went to school with me. Oh, yeah. she did say that, didn't yeah, she? Yeah. yeah. Was it during or after the? podcast? I can't remember to be honest. Yeah. yeah, I I think I remember her talking about coming on to a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, yeah, she is like the sweetest. Yeah, and yes. it's cool that you explain it too. I I always have this like little poster that's in the back. Of, right here uh-huh. and and it's cool because it. It, it's out of nowhere i wasn't expecting it to blow up out of nowhere and then all of a sudden it did yeah. you know and mm-hmm. then uh and it goes to show like uh what my buddy was telling me too like if you love doing it just do it eventually you know you'll make money off of it and doesn't feel like uh like you said because we both are into like the whole media thing so it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like um it doesn't feel like a job mm-hmm. it doesn't yeah. feel like a burden mm-hmm. yeah um because like it's like a routine mm-hmm. i think we've only like one missed once or twice an episode. Yeah. So our, our schedule, I don't know what your schedule is. Mm-hmm. Our schedule is once a week, like uh, to put out an episode once a week. We've been asked to do more, but it's kind of hard, especially, mm-hmm. you know, if you have other things like a, yeah. like a job, mm-hmm. uh, like I have, like we do the media over at tops. And then I also have my media company and yeah. then I try to do this and, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to, to do everything at once. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't feel like work. <clears throat> yeah. it, it's fun. It's like a hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like working on it. Yeah. It, I think the coolest part is getting approached by people that you might know, you might not know. And they tell you like, dude, I listened to this episode. I don't even know how to act. Cause I'm like, <laughs> like you're like geeking inside, but I think it's so cool. Like, I know. Um, 
I was telling uh, my fiance's cousins are like, they live in Salt Lake. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we listen to it. And I'm like, oh yeah. Like, I'm like, well, that's what people are going to tell you. Yeah. Um, of course. But they're like, no, I listened to so-so's episode and I think you should talk about this. And you're like, what the heck? <laughs> like, yeah. Like you're really and it's, listening it's to It's really me. rewarding. I think like, mm-hmm. like you said, money will come if you chase your passion. But mm-hmm. I think the reward during that journey is like. Yeah. Getting oh, that yeah. feedback for sure. Yeah, because I get mm-hmm. I get that. It's weird. Like when I, you know, that's why my face is kind of red. I was at the gym right before this, mm-hmm. right before coming over here. And I've had people come up to me and they're like, hey, like, uh, I really dig the, the the podcast. And I'm like, oh, shit, I don't even know this dude. You know what I mean? For example, one time I was doing cardio on the elliptical. I'm just like going at it, going at it, you know. Uh-huh. And some guy, he just came up to me. Like he had his phone, he flipped it over to me and it had the our cover on it. And he was like listening <laughs> oh to it. Gosh. I was like, oh dang. I was oh like, my gosh, that's so cool. you know, it, and it's cool. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. it, it's, it's a weird feeling. And, and, and it's cool because people are liking the content, you know, that you're putting out. And yeah. like, I, I started listening to yours. Mm-hmm. My biggest thing is, is, uh, audio. If they don't have good audio, I'm mm-hmm. immediately checked out. Yeah. You're you like, know? bye. But I was like, oh, she has really good audio. Well, you thank know? you. So that's a big thing. Like mm-hmm. if people are looking to start something, that's why I tell people not to use their, their, their headphones Yeah, because, uh, you can get that echo mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then try to at least soundproof wherever you're at. Yes. Uh, cause it, mm-hmm. it goes a long way. And that's why I always get guests water too, because for the sound clicks. Yes. They, yeah. <laughs> you're it, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, <"Dude." laughs> it's for the sound clicks but it's also for you know to keep i mean you you know when you talk for a long time your throat gets kind of weird and oh and yeah so i mean let's get into your podcast okay true crime exposed where the where did this name come come from honestly so i wanted something really simple like it's not super creative right but i wanted true crime in it just because when people are looking for something true crime i just wanted it there mm-hmm. just Really simple, straightforward, true crime. And then I was like, what can I put at the end? And I just thought about it, thought about it. And I really liked the exposed, I don't know, kind of like what I could do with the logo with the exposed. So I decided to do that. And then I kind of just took it as like, we're giving victim stories exposure. That's Mm -hmm. really important to me. Like the biggest thing that I'm trying to do is victim advocacy. Like I'm not just trying to tell stories for like entertainment. Like I do want people to like do things and volunteer. We highlight an organization at the end of every episode just because it's like get out there, like help some sort of organization like fight these crimes because in my head it's just like I don't understand how they're happening. Just there's evil everywhere. And so that's my biggest thing. And then just also just exposing like the things that happen around us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it all kind of came together like that. Do you, what, oh, go ahead. What, what kind of, um, so you kind of talked about the, the, you said it's a podcast where he like brought on like the police, the detective. And no, that was the other one, right? Right. Is, is that, that's a podcast, right? The one that, um, that like you were you were just explaining, listening yeah, to yes yeah. where he like brought people on yeah so do you for your planning on yours because i was i was talking to him actually and i'm like dang like to get all these facts and all the information do you do it like a planning sort but right before you re- release it or is it kind of like what, yes. what's kind of the process yeah so i can't really like just go on there and just talk because yeah. i would never remember all the information <laughs> i have to give <laughs> yeah. so i do write out my episodes okay. i try not to like simply read but i do Mm. have to have a lot of info in there so i have that in front of me an episode is usually like an hour episode is around eight to ten pages Mm. and 
but a lot of times I do like 20 pages and then those end up being super long or I need to split them into two. So that is actually the hardest part Mm -hmm. because I love everything else and I love the research, but writing it all down, (laughs) writing 10 pages takes a long time. I'm always like, okay, like I can do this. Like I'm one page in and I'm like, that didn't take very long. (laughs) By 10 pages, I'm like six hours in and I'm like, holy crap, this is taking forever. So yes, that is what I do. And then- I also, like that other guy brought those people on. I do bring people on, not every week, because Mm -hmm. it's hard to find, you know, families that are super open every single week. They have a lot going on, you know, Mm -hmm. they're dealing with enough. So I've had, I think, five episodes out of my, like, 30 that are, like, family-oriented. So Mm -hmm. the very first one I did was with Christopher Tapp from here, who was wrongfully convicted. Do you Uh, know that story? Uh was he the Hispanic mm-hmm. Hispanic dude? Yeah. Yeah. And he was wrongfully convicted in the murder of Angie Dodge. Mm-hmm. And she, he was in prison for 20 years. You know, he got let out, still was like legally considered her murder, ends up getting exonerated with genetic genealogy, which is like new technology. That is like the coolest thing in the world. So I actually had him come to my house. And this was, this was ended up being like a whole year before I got my podcast out. I was like really insecure in the beginning. Mm. Like I kept listening to myself and I was like, I literally hate myself. Yeah. Like (laughs) I cannot talk on this thing. I made my mom re-record that episode with me. Our very first one, like 10 Mm -hmm. times. She was like, I'm not recording this anymore. Like this (laughs) is getting boring for me to listen to you tell this story 10 times. I'm like, I know, but I just like cannot talk. I finally just was like, screw it. I'm just doing it. So he recorded with me long before, but yeah, he like my studio is just in my house. It's in my basement, like a bedroom down there. And I, you know, got it all soundproofed and all that stuff. But it, this was like in the very beginning Mm -hmm. stages, I just look back to him coming and he was probably like, what am I doing here with this girl? Like I was nothing. Like Mm -hmm. I I was actually very grateful that he even agreed to do it with me because I didn't have a podcast. I didn't have like a site. I had nothing. I was just like, I have this idea. And if you want to come on, that would be awesome. And surprisingly, he agreed to do it with me. Yeah. People are willing to talk, you know, uh, and and especially he was cool enough to do that. uh, Cause some people I've, I've reached out to some people and they're like, Oh, like they want a certain amount. I'm like, you know, dude, it's helping you. It's helping me. Like, it's, yeah. it, you know, I'm not going to pay you what you, it depends on who it is. Like, yeah. it depends on who it is. Like, <laughs> come on, if, we get if, Kim K on here. If, you know, if, <laughs> that would be incredible. Oh, Please to, invite me over. <laughs> so what's happening with Yay here? Yeah. Cause, cause if you, if you do that, all of a sudden you can sell the advertising and it just pays you back. You know, like yes. people don't, there's, mm-hmm. there's ways around it. Yeah. But And I offered him, like, I don't pay people for interviews mm-hmm. either, but he was my very first one. And so I was like, if you want me to pay you, like. I'll pay you. Like, if you want to help me, that would be awesome. And he asked me to just do his daughter's hair because he saw Uh that I did cosmetology, which at that time I wasn't doing hair anymore. I was just only doing lashes. And so I was like, well, I'm not really doing hair, but like, I will pay my friend to do your daughter's hair. Mm -hmm. And so I just set her up an appointment, paid my friend and so I I, I, traded that. That's probably intimidating too. Cause I remember, uh, well, at first, like, I've been able, this is why I wanted to do this. I've, I I know quite a bit of people who are like entrepreneurs yeah. have businesses. So mm-hmm. I've talked to them before. So it mm-hmm. was easy. It was natural. Like when they came on, but where I started getting nervous is when we started getting like these big YouTubers, 
Yeah. Like, cause you're like, you know, if, <laughs> I listened to some of those episodes. Yeah. And it gets kind of, you're like, Oh, like, what am I doing? You mm-hmm. know, like, what am I doing? Like, uh, is this, this is really turning into something. Cause yeah. you know, like when you start getting, and then we have some, uh, we're not going to say who it is, but awesome. we have some like real cool things coming up. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it's, I'm excited for it. And I'm like, dude, this, like you, it, it just started from an idea. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, I'm like, I'm doing this. I don't know how, but like, I'm just doing this. Let's yeah. go for it. So I'm, I'm sure you told him to come over. Were you, you said you were nervous. Like how did, how did that first interaction go? Was it, um, did, did you have to re-record? Did you like, uh, well, if you listen to the episode, so it's fun. I knew nothing, <laughs> you know, I'm just learning as I go. It's the first time I ever recorded with someone, something. And I got the Scarlet, I think it's like two by two or something. I don't know, but you can just plug two microphones in. And mm-hmm. because I knew I wanted to record with him. So that's why I got that one. And we used the microphones that were crappy. So it sounds okay. Like his interviews sound better than my other ones. Cause my other ones are like remote interviews with people in mm-hmm. different States. But I like, I didn't know how to record our audio separate. And so like, you can like hear me coughing uh-huh. on some parts or like, and I just couldn't edit them out. Cause it's like, I need this part in there. Like I need what he's saying in there. And so it was definitely a learning curve. I was like, just nervous about like him coming and like, what am I going to say? Like, am I even going to be good at this interview thing? My husband's dad was like, are you like, you're going to have someone come over to your house? Like he was in jail like for 20 <laughs> years. And I was like, oh, he, he didn't do it. Like he's fine. Like he doesn't want to go back. Like, he's like he's, that's the point he's here. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he's a good guy. He didn't do anything. And he's like, I know, but like prison, I don't know. Does it like, like, does it like change you? I'm like, no, he's nice. And yeah. I like was not worried about that at all, which mm. is funny. Cause you know, you think I would be like nervous about inviting a stranger into my home, but. I knew he was like really cool. He's done a lot of work with like innocence projects. Mm-hmm. I know he goes to like, he travels around and like advocates for people that are wrongfully convicted with the innocence project. So he's really cool. Yeah. And that, that, that's cool. That that was your, your first experience. Yeah. And then you learn by trial and error, mm-hmm. you know, there's no, there's no perfect way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when, like when I first started, because like uh, John later on, he came on as the official co-host like later on, oh, uh-huh. which uh, I'm ex- grateful for. And I love just the banter that we have, mm-hmm. that we can talk. Yeah. We Even if we don't have a guest, uh, John and I, we can sit here and talk to each other for mm-hmm. the longest time. It's weird. I love it. Uh, so you don't, cause I'm, I'm not trying to tell you how to do your show, uh, but I, what I would like to hear is like, say I listen to his, right. Mm-hmm. And then I would like to hear your guys's thoughts. Like, you and your mom, mm-hmm. like maybe have an episode like that where you go over the, cause it just gives you more content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. Is that something that you do right now? Like where we have conversations about the things about, about we, what you guys went over. Yeah. We try to like, try to keep it pretty casual, but again, like I also have to get all the information out there. So we do talk. She doesn't like talk way too much, which is nice just like for the flow of the story. But we do like, she interjects and we like have conversations Mm -hmm. about like, why did that person do that? Like that person's an idiot. Like, why are they killing people? (laughs) But you know, like, or conversations surrounding like the police investigation and all of that. So we do try to have conversations just kind of to break up the story and yes, give like your opinion and your input on like what's happening. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you do it after the, like certain segments. Cause I, I like listening to like, uh, right now I'm listening to, uh, what's his name? Can't hurt me. 
uh, mm-hmm. David Goggins book mm-hmm. and it's the audio book. And I like it because they'll go over a chapter and then right after it's David Goggins and the narrator, oh, which uh-huh. is his friend. And they just sit there and talk and talk about, but it. I wish they would have like a, uh, something separate, like where they sit and talk about the whole book. Let mm-hmm. me, let me finish the book. Yeah. And then like, and let's then get just into like it. hop on and just have like a conversation about the case. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I mean, that's that cool that you really guys cool. do that. And I definitely want to check out that, that especially that Chris Tapp one. Yeah. That's his name, right? Chris yeah. Tapp. Yeah, I don't know how voice. I sounded it. Cause it was my very first one. I just listened to another podcast and they were saying how one of their people, like a new listener was like, I'm going to go back to episode one and start there. And <laughs> she was like, I don't think any podcaster like really wants you to go to the beginning to start. Like maybe start at the end and, and then, then work, work your way Cause back. then you're like, Oh, this was the beginning, which I think it was a good episode. I had a lot of people that liked it. I had a lot of people that were shocked. Mm-hmm. Like, I think when I was doing it, people were like, what are you doing? Like, you've never done this. And so I had a lot of people reach out and be like, that was like actually so good. So I don't think it was bad, but I don't know. I haven't listened to it in a long time. Uh, I mean, someone for your like, if I would go back and listen to our first episode, it was me and I had a, a couple of my buddies. Uh, it, I'm just like, what was I doing? You know, mm-hmm. like, I didn't know what I was going to do with this, you know, and, but I leave it so people can see the, the, the growth. Oh, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. How it changed, how yeah. it evolved. Yeah. Uh, that way people can see like, Oh, this is where it started. It started just like a random equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I did have some okay equipment, but then it was nothing like this. Now, yeah. people, like I love how this sounds. I know this is like a cool right? setup. I love this, <laughs> right? like just connected. Yeah. Cause I, I wanted to do it this way. Some people like, oh, those are like announcer headsets, but here it leaves your hands free. Uh, mm-hmm. It makes sure that I'm getting good audio. Yeah. Like you're not moving away from the mic. Like yeah. you look this way, you it's look that really way. really cool. And then this this thing, uh, I like how it separates everything into single channels. Mm-hmm. So like say you do cough, I can cut it out, you know, exactly. and, like, and, yeah. and it makes it so much easier, clean your audio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after you do that episode, uh, how many episodes did you record up until you released your first episode? I only did two episodes and then I released like my first one Mm -hmm. and then I still waited the week. I think they kind of say like you should release a few episodes at a time, but it, it was so much work. I was like, I am just, I'm, (laughs) I'm doing these two episodes. I had them ready and uploaded, but I still spread it out a week just so I was like ahead, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I was yeah, not behind. It's it. funny because that's what they say is at least have like when you're first going to do something, at least have like three or four episodes mm-hmm. ready to go. Mm-hmm. And so I use Anchor FM. I don't know what you use to like host your podcast. Um, I'm using Audio Boom. Uh, Audio mm-hmm. Boom. So I didn't know how to schedule something on there. So mm-hmm. I'm just like messing around with it, like messing <laughs> it, messing with it. And then all this says sent to publish. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you're like wait 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 what is that I, I was like i was trying to cancel it but it wouldn't let me cancel it because i guess in the beginning when you first release your episode it sends it to all the platforms to yeah. make your account mm-hmm. like spotify mm-hmm. google podcast yeah. <clears throat> and you can't stop it yeah. because it's going and i'm like well i guess <laughs> i guess it's out you know because it. <laughs> it was it, it went live on um on a few right away it took a little bit the longest was spotify it took longer on spotify mm-hmm. but then after that I didn't have the three episodes ready to go. So I was like, well, we got to get to it. And ever since then, I've never, I don't think we've taken off more than like a week or anything like that. That's just Mm because things line up and we can't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just because we don't want to. Oh yeah. I took, I didn't release an episode this last week. I know I saw your Instagram post. My uncle called my mom and was like, you guys are dead to me. Like (laughs) I just put put this on for my drive down to St. George and you guys didn't even have an episode out. And I was like, my voice was gone yeah so i was like "Mm, sorry guys i 
should have like prepared for that. But I didn't think like, I never thought, you know, my voice is going to be gone and I'm not going to be able to record (laughs) one of the weeks. So what's your, what's your schedule like? So like with the releasing and stuff, I release every Wednesday, every Wednesday Mm -hmm. at a certain time or just, I, I think it on my publishing site, like my hosting Mm -hmm. site, I I just have it set to release at like midnight, which surprisingly sometimes after it releases, which of course it takes like a little longer to get out to the thing. So sometime in the middle of the night, our time, but surprisingly, like I've gone on there before and it's like, oh, like all these people have listened like 10 minutes after you release it at two in the yeah. morning. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, but, or maybe they're probably in different parts yeah, of the different. world because, no. you know, there's people everywhere, but it's just funny to me. I'm like, mm, all right. Maybe it's like the people uh, that are also uh, real into like the, the whole true crime stuff. Yeah. You know, they're like, I mean, they don't sleep at night anyways. It comes know? up yeah, and they're comes, like, oh, I'm yes, listening to this. Yes. yes. Uh, have you ever had a, like difficult time coming up with the like content or do you just go based off what, cause I know you've done some on the, the Gabby, uh, Gabby Petito. Petito I did like case. a mini sewed on that. Just like the conversation. I was, was going to ask you about, about, oh, about, uh, like big cases. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your delay? Like for example, Gabby's case, what was your delay on how long you released the episode? Cause it's like hot news at the moment. Yeah. So, so I released hers like right away. And that's why that was the first mini. sode I did. Mm-hmm. So like an episode does take me a while. Like mm-hmm. I said, like it takes me a lot of hours to write it, yeah. we record, and then it takes me a few hours to edit it. So with the Gabby Petito, I was like, I need to just get this out right now. She's not mm-hmm. on my schedule. Like I'm working on another case. And so it was just one day I had like three hours a break between working. And I was like, I'm just going to get this out. So I just wrote all the information. Like I didn't write like out the episode, but I was just like, Hey, this happened. And she was at this place and I called my mom and I was like, let's just record. I'm not going to edit it. I'm just going to put the audio together. We still record on separate tracks, Mm -hmm. but I just was like putting it together. So there's like more lag in that episode, but I just went on there and was like, I'm not editing this. Like this is, as Roz we gets. we are just getting on and we are just talking about Gabby because like you said, it was like news right then. Yeah. And so I just put it out there. So you did it. <clears throat> what about like when new information, for example, that case, a letter came on that her, uh, was it fiance or boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fiance, I think. Mm-hmm. Ended up did mm-hmm. uh, killing her. So what happens there? Like, I mean, I know it's, I'm kind of like no. picking at it no, just fine. because it's like, but it's like one of the bigger stories we've had. That's kind of like dragged, not dragged, but like, Went on for a while, and then you're like, so what happened? And then boom. like Yeah. Like we still all saw it coming, but do you go back? Did you go back on um, that So one? I haven't yet, but mm-hmm. I think because what I want to do with it is like I don't want to do another mini-sode on her, but now that that story is – it's concluded. Yeah. Like yeah. It's done. There's no more going on. I was hoping that I wouldn't have to do anything till he like went to trial and mm-hmm. was convicted, but – um now that it's all concluded, I just want to do like a full episode, which in my episodes, I really try to talk about the people, like really get into their life. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. She just, it will probably come this year, but it will be like, okay, we did this mini I'll probably retell a lot of the stuff we talked then, but mm-hmm. it will be just like a full episode and like come together on her whole story. So you're, 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 um, I guess your stories are only based off of just like murders or like any kind of crime or what kind of, what kind of lets you like, Oh, that story is good enough or it has to be mainstream. Um, yeah, it is pretty much based around murders. Mm-hmm. 
I would like definitely cover, you know, like assaults and stuff like that. I yeah. just haven't gotten a lot of stories that are like big or really out there. A lot of yeah. the times when victims are like living, they also want kind of their privacy, especially mm-hmm. if it's like a sexual assault or something. Sometimes yeah. it's hard to talk about that unless the people are like open about it. So it would be cool if I had someone that wanted to come on and talk about something like that. And like, that's what they were doing. But yeah, it is mostly around murder and Mm. it's not just the big cases. Surprisingly, people love to hear about cases they already know, which Mm, like shocked me. But so I do do both, but I also love to like find those stories that nobody knows. And like, I've never heard of and no one's talking about it. Have you seen that show on Netflix that came back maybe a couple years ago, Abducted in Plain Sight? Yes. I don't know if you've done that one. Oh, I have not. But that blew my mind on Netflix. Especially since it's so, I don't know if you knew it happened here in In Pocatello. Yes. And I I was working a few years back at this uh, business management firm. And um, the show was popping at the time and I was talking to my boss and I told him like the story of the show. And he's like, he took up, he got up and he pulled the book out and he got one of the first copies of the lady. Cause he was doing their stuff like accounting stuff. And the lady, I guess it was the mom that happened. He's like, Oh, um, we're doing the story, blah, blah, blah. And we're writing a book. And it was when the first, the book was first going to come out and he, he pulled it out and I was like, this was one of the first, like, I guess, almost final version of the book, actual book signed oh by gosh. the lady. And he's like, yeah, this was, this was huge back in the day. And I'm like, dude, it's popping on Netflix. Like, yeah, like it's how, huge right now. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I knew the, the whole family, like the story. Well, and I Insane. guess, yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's why I like, I love that, that series. Cause like, I guess Netflix was pretty close to the, what the book was. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's cool. And yeah. I have, so there is a podcast. I, I listen to this podcast, True Crime Obsessed. They're, uh, they cover documentaries. So they like recap true crime documentaries. Mm. They're like hilarious. It's like a gay guy and then his friend. Uh, and they are just like funny. They have lots of banter. And so they cover these like horrible stories, mm-hmm. but they're like joking yeah. with each other, not about the stories. <laughs> and um, they have like a network. So they started another show and mm. he worked with the director on – abducted in plain sight i think it's called obsessed with abducted in plain sight something like that look Um, up you know obsessed and abducted in plain sight and i don't know if he i don't think he did it like funny like he does his other one Mm -hmm. i think he got a lot of information on like the people and extra info Mm -hmm. just surrounding that story so if you love that story that would be like a good one to listen to yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, i'm I'm one of those guys that i was about to say me where i researched (laughs) the same thing over and over, mm-hmm. but just like somebody else tells it, yeah. uh, a slightly different. Right now, I've been watching a lot of. Uh, it's called Our History on YouTube. <laughs> I was gonna be like Yellowstone. <laughs> no, no, Our History on uh, on YouTube. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a new channel. It's fairly new. It's been growing a lot. But some of their stories they're coming out with uh, has like new information. Uh huh. Even if it's a little bit. Yeah. I'm sitting there like mm-hmm. glued to the screen because I was like, mm-hmm. what was that little bit information? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, especially like, like, uh, like the serial killers, like Jeffrey Dahmer mm-hmm. and, and, uh, Ted Bundy and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I didn't like the movie. I don't know if you saw the movie that Netflix came out. Yeah. I think I liked it. Cause like Zach Efron is in it. But then like, I also was conflicted cause I'm like, I love him, but like, I hate that guy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I didn't like it because they focused mainly on the courts, like the whole court thing. Yeah. I was like, he was known cause he You're murdered like, I want to know like about the crime. I kind of like the aspect of like showing their relationship. Mm-hmm. That was interesting mm-hmm. to me, but I have heard a lot of people hate that. 
that movie. Yeah. So. So so what are uh, what are some of the things that have shocked you researching some of these uh, episodes that you do? The most shocking ones I do are li- really when I talk to family members and mm. maybe just cause like they're so emotional and like, this is like such a big thing to them. Like when I'm talking to them, I'm just always like my heart hurts. I'm like shocked by what they're telling me. Like I talked to one mom whose son was like beaten really badly. His skull sunk in like he had, it's I think called sunken skull syndrome mm-hmm. and he ended up being in the hospital for like two years before he died. But he, never left the hospital. Like he died as a result of being like brutally beaten. And the guy who beat him, he had been charged with like a misdemeanor and spent like 90 days in jail, maybe even 30. I don't remember, but that's all because the police were saying, Oh, like he just hit him once Mm -hmm. and he like fell and like hit his head. And that's, that's how he got that, which it's just like, it's not right. Mm -hmm. Like he had fractures on his face, his skull, the side of his skull. Like he was beaten bad, but the guy was a police informant. And so she just thinks like that he's getting off easy because he is an informant and, you know, maybe, maybe not, but just like talking to those people, it's always like, wait, what? Like he was beaten so badly. If you see the pictures, it's like horrifying. And like the guy who did it spent, 30 days in jail, 90 days in jail. I don't know, less than a few months. And like, he's just out free and people are advocating for him to be charged again. Now that this guy is Steven Augustine is his name. Now that he has passed away, like, okay, like he needs to be charged with murder. But they say if it was one hit, then he can't be charged with murder. I was like, oh, okay. So you can hit someone once. And if they die, you can't be charged with murder. Like that makes no sense. Yeah. But those are the things that like really get me. Cause I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Is, so. is that one that also made you pretty upset? Cause I mean, that's kind of upsetting. Yeah. Or was there another one that just stands? Maybe the dude didn't even get convicted, you know? Uh, there's so many like that. Like people get off so easy. I, it's just some of the sentences. It's like, what is happening? I did one. It's a guy just out of Utah. And I don't think a lot of people know about him, but his name's Mark Burns. And my mom works with a lady who was friends with him. Mm-hmm. And he was like a big creep, which thinking back now, she's like, yeah, he was really creepy. I just thought that's how he was. But he was like a serial rapist and he uh-huh. ended up killing people in the end. But he started somewhere on the East Coast. I would have to go back and look, but he did like a really horrific rape out there and like in a McDonald's bathroom and he got the death sentence for it because back then it was like 19, I don't know, maybe 1970s, 1980s. They were like a lot more strict on that stuff. And so he got the death penalty, but then he only ended up serving a few years and they let him out. Wow! So it's things like that, that it's like, really like, why didn't you keep him in? Which is the death penalty a good sentence. I don't know. I don't know where I'm at on that. It's a very great area, but he ended up coming to Utah. He raped a ton of other people, young people. I think young as like 11 and he just snuck into their homes and all this stuff. And he ends up like he killed a person that was hitchhiking. It was like a transgender. So mm-hmm. he said like, well, the guy deserved it. Cause I thought he, he says he, because I thought he was like a girl, but he was a boy, but you know, really he was, she was a transgender yeah. and she was just originally a boy. So he killed her 
And then he killed another woman in um, Wyoming. Like, shot her, left her kid in the backyard, two-year-old kid. Left the house, left her there until her husband got home that night. And it's like, yeah, he should have gotten the death penalty. So it's people like that that are really shocking to me because people always get out. Like, the justice system is definitely flawed. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where I get the most worked up because it's like, I wish the justice system was perfect, but how do you make it perfect? There's too many gray areas. And and not just in that, like in uh, also we've had uh, uh, people on here who were like domestic cases, like uh, abuse, and mm-hmm. they, they can't really pin anything on the guy because there's like just pictures of her, but there's actually no proof of yeah. like what's going on. So it, it it's like a real gray area. It's weird. I know. And it's so hard because it's like there needs to be just like strict things, but then it's like, but can there be? Because then there's other cases that, you know, yeah, they, yeah. maybe they are just calling to like, cause they're mad or it's just, it is such a gray area, but yes, domestic, domestic cases almost never, I feel like get. And sometimes those even like if it's consistent, even though sometimes lead into potentially like a murder, you know? Oh, a hundred percent. That's the most likely way that someone's going to like be killed. It's crazy too how, um. Like, there's a lot of people that do get, like, mad, but mm-hmm. only when, like, big stories hit, like, mainstream. Like, yep. remember, like, Alex Hernandez, the little boy that got beat by his parents every day? And, like, oh, they would him, lock him in the Lock in him up room. in his cupboard. And, I mean... Oh, I'm I think per- is, is his name it was Gabriel? Gabriel? Gabriel Hernandez, sorry. Um, no, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. And that... I oh. mean, imagine how many other kids, like, or uh, people happen, like, that stuff happens a lot, but only people get mad or, like, things get done when things do hit, like... The, like, like media sources because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the same case in the whole uh, uh that Gabby Petito mm-hmm. I'm sure there's other people who uh are in similar situations and that end up leading to yeah. you know to a murder or some, oh. something like that and yeah uh but it's hard to convict them in the beginning mm-hmm. because there's all these loopholes like oh mm-hmm. do you have proof do you have this mm-hmm. do you have that and they get off easy a lot of the time mm-hmm. like it's the same thing with the OJ Simpson mm-hmm. case I don't know if you have heard or know her his wife nicole she had called the police on him many times like mm-hmm. bad domestic violence you could hear it like they were scary calls never got in trouble was it because he was super rich and famous maybe but i feel like even regular people get off so easy mm-hmm. with it it's funny that you bring up because they that case because they added some new information on that our history channel that I was mm-hmm. talking about. that's why i watched it because it was, <laughs> and they actually added like uh, crime scene photos and all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff that I've never seen before. So mm-hmm. it was really good. Yeah. It was a really good watch. And I'll have to go watch yeah, that. It, that it, case it, makes me. Yeah. Fun. Oh yeah. Cause you're like, it was kind of obvious. And then they kind of show like where it happened, like where he could have been hiding, yeah. what was going on beforehand, what went on after. Yeah. And it's, you're like, dude, it was him. <laughs> it was definitely him. But anytime someone's like, Oh, it wasn't him. He was acquitted. I'm like, don't talk to me. <laughs> Don't try to piss me off right now because that one, I'm very passionate about that one. He definitely did it. Yeah. I think you're in a cool like um, space that you have a lot of um, content. Content. Oh, yeah. That you can like, like you said, you're very passionate. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of cases. Like you yeah. could just go down like a hole and like, oh, this case and this case and this case. So many rabbit holes. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that's the sad thing about the genre is like, it will never end. Yeah. Like, there will always yeah. be new content, mm-hmm. which is horrible. But, you know, that's why I'm trying to like put organizations out there. Like yeah. if we could minimize it, that'd be awesome. It has, I think homicide has slowly decreased over time. Like 
from the 70s. Like mm-hmm. that was like the time of serial killers. So thankfully, it, violent crime has gone down a little in that way. But was it because it's all the cameras? Yeah. There's cameras like, everywhere. You're far more likely <laughs> yeah. to get caught now. Like back then, I think people were like, even there's a lot of people getting caught from the 70s now. Yeah. Because back then, they didn't know about DNA, they didn't know about all this stuff. And now, you know, there's even like that genetic genealogy I was talking about. Like, you can track DNA you have through a family line. Yeah. So it's like, no one ever thought that that was going to happen. So it's actually very cool. That and people are uh, getting caught off those ring cameras too. Yeah. Because now they'll be like, oh, I wasn't in that area. But then all of a sudden, uh, they catch Six you. ring cameras see <laughs> the same car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's your car, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's so cool because it's so inexpensive. Yeah. Like now anybody can put something or some yeah. security. Because I remember back in the day, like, to put security cameras in your house, you must be balling because that's expensive. Oh, yeah, you like, be. you're rich. Yeah. <laughs> but now, like, everybody has something. I mean, it, it, it's also with, like, computers. Mm-hmm. Uh, computers, they used to be super expensive. Uh, a laptop used to be super expensive. And, I mean, if you go back to, all, like, the first computers, like, they did not fit in the house. And now yeah. you can, yeah. you know, you, you, you have can afford them. Pocket, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, it's crazy. And TVs, I, I'm sure we remember when the flat screens were first coming out, they were super expensive <laughs> yeah. and only rich people had them. But now yeah. you can buy them for, like, 200 bucks, you know. Uh, <laughs> I saw one the other day. It was like, well, I was like, what? It was like a piece of paper, huh? It's yeah. literally insane. I remember, like, the phones even getting, oh, yeah. you know, like, the Flip iPhone phone. didn't I think it maybe came out when I was in high school, but like, it's like you start with like the flip phone and then I like moved up to the Blackberry. Like that was super cool. And then like the razor and then like the sidekick or the switch or whatever. And it's like, wow, technology just, it is crazy. iPhone four hit the market, dude. I remember that changed the game in high school, my freshman year, my friends were like, Oh, look at the iPhone. I was like, what the, (laughs) what is this? Yeah. Yeah. Touch screen and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So on, on your, when you're doing, when you're covering all this stuff, have you ever received like a uh, some sort of backlash from like family members or people who are like obsessed with uh, the genre? Um, I haven't on any cases except I covered one case, which it was pretty recent. It was a big case, and what I did was I talked with the family, and there's no other information because this family thinks that their son was probably killed, but he his death was ruled a suicide. I don't I don't know what it was, but. From the information I got from the family, like I see their point, you know, so I covered it because it blew up on TikTok mm-hmm. and for some reason they agreed to do it with me. Mm-hmm. So they interviewed with me and I just reached out to them right when I saw it and was like, I do this thing. I, like, I didn't know it was going to get super big. I saw it and then I was like, I'll message them like if they need help, like they can come on my platform and they agreed to do it. And so those episodes were really big right away because mm-hmm. a lot of people were invested in their story. Like I think their Instagram went from like two, no, not even 200. I swear they had like 80 followers and it went up to like 9,000 oh, overnight. So dang. yeah. And like one of my favorite podcasters, like a true crime podcaster, she followed them. And so like when they agreed to do it with me, I was like, wow, like I'm like, I'm just going to cover this story yeah. even though I can't get any information from anyone else, you know, mm-hmm. but I just say that in the beginning, like, this is not anyone else's story. This is not the police's story. So there's a lot of like insinuation in that story from the family about his wife mm-hmm. at the time. And so I've had, it wasn't really backlash, but I had a couple of her friends reach out and just be like, Hey, like I have this other information. Like if you want it, like we don't think 
she has anything to do with it. And of course, like she's never been charged like or anything. And so I just kind of took that from them and I was like, I felt like kind to them, like mm-hmm. let them know that like I hear them. I do know there's two sides to every story and they were like really responsive to that. So it wasn't negative. Yeah. Cause I remember uh, I did a podcast uh, a while back ago. It was with uh, uh, Jose. He, he does a, well, he, he, he ended up shooting his own cousin in a drive-by oh. uh, and like mm-hmm. he had just gotten out of jail and he came on the podcast and oh. I just wanted to get to know mm-hmm. like, you know, what motivated him and everything. And some of the things he said on there, uh, I had somebody else. This was the first time I ever got backlash over a podcast. Mm-hmm. I had somebody reach out who's like, that's not what happened. This is what happened. And like, I'm like, it's cool to get two sides of the story. I was like, he's telling me this. You're telling me that. I was like, feel free. I was like, if you want to jump on, let's do it. Come on. Tell your side of the story. Yeah. And they're like, no, I don't want to. And I showed it to Jose and he's like, dude, they're lying. He showed me information. I was like, I'm not the middleman. Yes. I was like, if you guys, if she exactly. wants to jump on and tell her side of the story, cool. If you want to come back on and tell mm-hmm. your side of the story, let's do it. Yes. I was like, but I'm not going to be like, well, he said this mm-hmm. or she said this, you yeah. know, I'm like, I'm not here for that. I'm 100%. like, I'm here. I put your story out. If she wants to put her side of the story out. Cool. Let's do it. Yeah. I had, I just interviewed like a couple weeks ago on this other podcast, the Josh Terry podcast, and he's like a lot bigger than I am. And he interviewed the guy I interviewed, like just like a couple days before me. So that was like an interview show like this with Mm -hmm. the dad. And then mine was like a show, like a story show. And I interjected like the dad into it, helping me tell the story. But so he reached out to me and was like, we covered the same case. Like, do you want to come on my podcast? So I went on there and he kind of asked me the same thing. I think he got a little more backlash than me because again, it's like, he's a little bigger than me and they were just having a conversation about it. Like there was no really like, um, like saying in the beginning, like maybe this is the story. Maybe it's not, you know? And, um, he told me this, he was like, you know what, if you have people like who are like worried about it, whatever, like, it's fine. Your store that your podcast is getting traction. And he said, it is not our job to like dictate what stories are real, what thing, like, we're just here to get the content, get the interviews, put the information out there. And then it's up to the listener themselves to decide like what they think about the story. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that was just like a really good perspective for me too. Cause you know, I was a little like, like this is hard for me cause there's no other research I could get where all my other stories, I'm have actual evidence to back everything up. Mm-hmm. And so him saying that, I was like, you're right. Like mm-hmm. it, we're just here. We're, we're not the middleman. We're yeah. just, we're here to put out the content and then our listeners have that, you know, jurisdiction to, create their opinion based off of that mm-hmm. you know yeah and I'm, I'm glad you you were able to say that too because uh that that's the only we, i mean our content is a little bit different than yours you know mm-hmm. obviously yeah. so like uh our backlash isn't as big uh just only when we get like certain controversial like episodes mm-hmm. like that and i'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll get more in the future yeah. i'm saying it's never gonna happen no you know i people- like actually think that's really cool you talk to him like it's just interesting mm-hmm. to get people. It's not that yeah, you, you know, support what happened or you're telling the story, how it, you know, it's like, it's cool to get that perspective. Talk to someone who did something like that. Like who hears from people yeah. like that very yeah, often. And, and it, uh, we've had like, 
because most people think it's like an entrepreneur based podcast, which, you know, we have a lot of entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and people like starting businesses and things like yeah. that. But I also like to share people's stories like that yeah. is like what motivated you to do that. Uh, I've had people, we, we had Belinda who her husband ended up passing away trying to cross the border, you know, how oh that destroyed gosh. the family. Uh, and there's several others, uh, James uh, out from Rexburg, how he grew up without like his mom, I think she, I'm just paraphrasing here. I can't yeah, really yeah. remember. It's so many episodes no, that it. we do. Yeah. Uh, I think her, his mom was like an alcoholic. His dad didn't want nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. And so he grew up through the system, you know? And like, Yeah. And I think those stories are super important to tell. Yeah. Cause, and then he was able to come out at the other end, has his own barbershop now yeah, and like, so and, cool. is, and yeah. is doing big things. So, uh, I mean, we've been going for a while. I know we can keep going. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast yes. and talking about, uh, uh, something that really interests me. And yeah, of course. It, and it's cool talking to somebody else who does mm-hmm. a podcast because yeah. they they don't realize uh we relate in a lot of things. Yeah, so. yeah, and like it's cool mm-hmm. like I'm like what are, like what are you using? What are you <laughs> yes. doing, you know? Yes. Uh and then um I know you mentioned it on uh one of your Instagram posts that you that he said that you 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 talk pretty well and oh, it, nice. like in the podcast and you do. Uh people don't realize that this is hard. Yeah. Like, just because you do it and make it seem like you know it's kind of easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. I mean, go back to your first episode, like where you were struggling and yeah. stuff. I remember, uh, like in the beginning, uh, I mean, we didn't have so much dead air, but mm-hmm. we've gotten to the point where we can talk and, and yeah. we don't have like the, those dead air spaces right. and those big gaps. So we're able to just, uh, to have yeah, a conversation, like conversation. Yes. But people think that's easy and it's not mm-hmm. easy now because like, me, like while you're talking, I'm like thinking of something. I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. I need, I want to ask her this, you know, I want to ask yeah, her that. Especially when you're the host and you're like leading that conversation. Yeah. yeah. You have to do multiple things. I think I've only had one time where I completely blanked what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's okay too. Yeah. Like, and, and it happens like, uh, yeah. cause you have like so many thoughts going through your head and all of a sudden you're like, what was I going to say? Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. I feel that exact same way. Like, mm, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. So no, again, thank you for coming on. Uh, we're definitely going to link your, your podcast down below. If you guys are into true crime, uh, definitely go check it out. What, which episodes do you have upcoming? Um, this next week I'm covering one out of Alaska. So it's one that I, um, I was there for it's Eskimos. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's like, like who stole the way? It's who very crazy. Igloo? Basically it's yeah. about a guy who decapitated his mom and wow. I lived there and I, I lived there when it happened and I did the hair of like a nurse who was in the ER when that guy got brought in. And like, she told me oh. it was really scary. And oh, did you, you got a hold of her and stuff like that? Well, no, like I, I lived there yeah. and, was doing her hair right around the time. And she said, Oh, that guy, that guy that just, you know, decapitated his mom. I was working the other night and the police brought him in and she said he was just like super out of it. He had glass in his feet, covered in blood, barefoot. Like, and she was like, that was the scariest thing I've ever seen. So there you go. You guys got a little, yeah, his trials going on right now in Alaska. So my friend was like, you should cover it. And so I am. That one's coming out Wednesday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wednesday. And so, I mean, you guys heard it Wednesdays and we should release your podcast. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. Uh, And you guys listening. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. See you guys. Thanks. Bye. (laughs)